So we're going to start the morning with a guided meditation on Marana Sati. And that's in a one of the three meditations in the first foundation and the first establishment of mindfulness. And we already did two of those, the body parts and the elements. And the reflection on this is the third one. You know, to give a sense of urgency for the practice. And to really, you know, realize through the body that I am not exempt from that fate. And if we, as I said before, you know, if we integrate death, we become more whole and more complete. And that brings actually joy into our lives. It's kind of counterintuitive. But, you know, quite a lot of those practicings are in the beginning counterintuitive to face that which is difficult to face, that which is not beautiful, is actually enriching us when we have gone, you know, through the initial resistance and, you know, the thoughts and, and sensations in the body which try to keep us away from considering those things. Once that has been transformed, there is much more space and much more peace in our lives. But accepting that which is part of life, knowing that we are not accept, exempt from that fate. So just starting by becoming aware of the body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. And arriving here. bringing the body and the mind together and also you know, taking some joy in the fact that we are doing this kind of work which is quite rare in the world. And the main reason you know, for this uh, kind of meditation is to uh, become aware that our time is limited, that can motivate us to make the right choices. And coming back to our motivation, to our intention, why do we practice?
And this uh, guided meditation consists of three main themes. And each of those three main themes has three sub-themes. And the main themes are, first one is, consider the thought, death is inevitable. The second one is, arrival of death is uncertain. And the third one, when we die, we have to relinquish everything. So just allowing those thoughts to drop into the mind and into the body. And if there's some resistance to those thoughts, making that part of what we notice. It's fine. That's okay. That's why we're doing this. Just breathing into the resistance. This, you know, is one of the big differences from our species to other animals. That we know we will die one day. So starting with the first of those three themes and bringing up the thought, death is inevitable. How do we know this? We know this because every other being who lived before me has died. Powerful kings of the past, presidents, the wealthy, the famous, the holy ones, the beautiful ones, all have died. I can't be an exception. I can't be an exception. Then death comes along at the moment of birth. We always think death lies in the future, but actually, at the moment I am born, my death has co arisen, always lurking in the background. When causes and conditions come together, I have to die. As I said yesterday, another you know, riding animal 
which we borrow from the four elements or the five elements, the time will come where you have to give it back. Let it go back. And we don't know when that will be. Every moment I'm moving ever closer to death. At morning, when the sun rises, it, it, it moves ever closer to sunset. So from birth over youth, the prime of life, old age, ever closer to death. Every year, every month, every day, every hour, every minute every second, every breath, I draw closer to my death. Every breath is one breath closer to death. And, you know, besides being aware of the reflection of the words I'm saying, also being aware of what it brings up in the body, in the mind, in the heart, when you hear these sentences. Just gently, you know, breathing into that. There's some resistance becoming conscious which is very normal, very natural. Just letting it be there. This exercise you know, is for becoming conscious of where we are with this truth. And then just befriending this a bit more every time we reflect on it. Gradually, step by step. There's no hurry. Needs to be real, needs to be thorough, needs time. So the next consideration is the arrival of my death is uncertain. The time of my death is unpredictable. Human beings die as children, adolescents in their prime, 
in middle age, we don't know when. Some become over a hundred years old. And some are already dead when they are born. And the place of my death is unpredictable. Can be in hospital, can be at home, can be while we are driving a car or on a train, can be while we are walking in nature or while we are on a plane or a ship. So many ways and places, you know, where it could happen. The place of my death is unpredictable. And the cause of death is also unpredictable. You could die from an accident, from an illness, dying from old age. You could die from cancer. So countless ways how that could happen. It's unpredictable. And then the third consideration is when we die, we have to relinquish everything. All material possessions and status, position, name, fame, all external acquisitions, Everything has to be left behind. 
all who are near and dear to me have to be left behind too. Separated from parents, children, spouse, friends, relatives. Pets. My body and personality, my whole identity based on body and personality, must be given up at the time of death. We can only take our karmic volitions, karmic formations and disposition, our character, which we have created over this lifetime and over previous lifetimes, this is what we can take with us, nothing else. This is exactly why the practice is so important. So it's only another disposition of the mind and heart. Which will be preserved for, you know, our next birth in another body, another riding animal for consciousness. This is the, the crux of this uh, Maranasati, to really understand that deeply. That this is really the point of a life well lived is to cultivate the mind and the heart, and of course to look after the body. But it's all in the service of cultivating wholesome qualities. And inside. Removing the emotional and cognitive layers of conditioning. In the beginning, you know, we are replacing unwholesome disposition for wholesome. And then at the end, we let go even those. I'm just being aware of the body right now, how grounding it is to consider this thoughts. Body is right here. The mind might be a little bit, you know, stunned into stopping.
and you're relaxing with the out breath and being aware of how you are with the in breath. Whatever it is, it's okay. Then, you know, we consider again the three main themes. Death is inevitable. And when you're thinking that thought or when you're hearing me saying this sentence, noticing is there something happening in the body, in the chest, in the heart area? Is there some kind of little... Something, movement, a little tensing up, and I'm breathing into that. But this is why we are doing this practice to familiarize ourselves with these thoughts, with these considerations, because they are true. And they are part of life. And they expand our capacity to be a human being. And to really be here. The second one is arrival of death is uncertain. And then the third one, when we die, we have to relinquish everything. Even, you know, the body goes back to the elements. The elements just fall apart, one by one, starting with the wind element first, then the fire element falls apart and leaves, then water element, and at the end, earth element. 
And then we can merge, you know, those three main considerations. We can merge them into one intuitive statement saying, you know, death is inevitable. That encapsulates the whole practice. Death is inevitable. Death is part of life. Death comes along with birth. And seeing what that uh, does to your system. And allowing, you know, allowing this, uh, it's like a medicine, a bitter medicine, which heals us from fragmentation. And trusting, you know, that natural intelligence of the body and the mind that they can they can deal with this. We don't have to protect ourselves from the truth. So with the in-breath, allowing that to really be touched by these considerations, by this contemplation, and with the out-breath, just letting go into space, relaxing. And through, you know, integrating this practice and maybe um, noticing a sense of urgency, which comes from that practice, some Vega in the Pali language, you know, allowing this to support us on our path to the deathless, which is a synonym for Nibbana. the unborn, the uncreated, the deathless. The goal of this practice. You know, which we can't really force ourselves to get there, but we can look at life and we can look at our own experience in particular ways so that the path you know opens up for us and Maranasati is one of those ways it's really the cutting edge of uh, contemplating impermanence the most radical of all the reflections on impermanence is the reflection on the impermanence of our own bodies and the inevitability of death. And relaxing with the out-breath. And then allowing ourselves to be touched by those truths with the in-breath.
you know, allowing the medicine to really deeply sink in and change us. You know, washing away the resistance. And allowing to permeate us ever more. You know, noticing there is not, it is not um, unwholesome to consider these thoughts. Even our culture might tell us that, you know, might encourage us to turn away from this truth. But then if you really are ready, there's a sense of relief which comes from incorporating that which is inevitable, making space. So then I leave you for the remainder of the meditation to just, uh, you know, observe and relaxing with the out-breath with the consideration that this could be my last breath. And if it is not my last breath, it is one breath closer to death. And are returning to the mystery we are coming from.
So now we're going to soon come to the end of this sitting. A few minutes. Then we have uh, 30 minutes of, uh, you know, walking meditation or sitting meditation, movement meditation, whatever is supportive for you, what you can do. You know, particularly if you're going on the walking path, you could just, you know, be, be conscious of the skeleton while you're walking. Or maybe, you know, considering what would I like to have done before I die? Is there any, you know, particular unwholesome quality I'd like to transform? Or is there some kind of, uh, you know, repair and relationship which needs to happen? Just considering this, or if there's nothing for you, in that way, then being aware of the skeleton while you are walking. Or lying down, any kind of meditation we can be aware, as we've done earlier yesterday. You know, in the face of death, what is really important? You know, and seeing this practice as an empowerment for our practice, which can, you know, activate our energy with some vega. It's a very classic method, really, in all traditions that exists, not just in Buddhism. It's an universal truth. So tapping into that Samvega. through this practice, you know, coming gradually ever closer to the deathless. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.